Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Suck Welcome to episode 148 of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined as always by Jason Brooks. Jason, uh, we got a little dusting of our first snow of the season down here in the Bronx. A How dusting. A little dusting. A, a dusting. I, we've got like 30 inches of snow the last couple of days. And guess, and guess how many days they canceled school? Zero. Nice. Good, yeah, good it's, to... been, it's been awful. But, you know, this is this is winter in upstate New York. This is what happens. Oh, I, I remember. Trust me. I remember. Uh, but uh, how's everything going with you today as we do this show on a Saturday night? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I, I know everyone is very interested in my wedding updates, so... Um, did officially send out the save the dates. So if you get one, you're in the wedding or you're going. If not, then you're not going. You're not invited. But, um, yeah, so that, you know, a little stressful period here. But, um, yeah, holidays are coming up and some, uh, some exciting things happening in the world of wrestling. So, so let's, so we'll put it the nice way for all you people who, who don't get to save a date. If enough people uh, can't make it, we'll be sending out more more people, and we need pizza, sea fillers. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if, you have, if, you're, if you make, if you can give us a couple of bucks, then you're invited. Basically. <laughs> We're okay if you want to give us money. Welcome to the wedding. Exactly. Very nice. Uh, so we'll we'll keep you guys entertained with those little tidbits here and there as we get closer to the wedding in August. So uh, let let's start off with I guess the big news of the week. Uh, Nigel, Nigel McGuinness is no longer doing commentary for ROH, so the ROH fans don't have to be annoyed. But now they'll have to be annoyed if you're watching uh, the WWE. I mean, they lost Nigel McG- They lost their two color commentators <laughs> in like a week to the WWE. I mean, they're. I mean, and, and this is a you know a bigger point that that we're going to talk about. I definitely want to talk about some of the stuff that we talked about pre-show, but the idea that WWE is basically taking a lot of Ring of Honor talent allegedly, rumor has it, in the next couple of months, Ring of Honor is really going to be uh, going to be hit hard, I think, here in the next couple of months. And they're really going to have to work on building some stars for sure. I don't know if you got to watch the TV show. It just came out. But it was their first show after the pay-per-view, which is really good. So they had – usually they don't have a show after the pay-per-view for like four weeks. But they had a Woman of Honor show, which was actually pretty good last week. And this week they had their show after the pay-per-view. And Dalton Castle was a guy who was highlighted on the show. And um, it'll be interesting to hear where they go with him. Very interesting. And, you know, I, I've always liked Dalton Castle. It's going to be interesting. Just like New Japan did this past year when they lost the, their big four guy, for their biggest guys with Gallows and Anderson, Nakamura and AJ, they've gone and, you know, basically rebuilt the company and made some, you know, new stars in Naito and Omega so, I mean, it can be done, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, Ring of Honor as time goes along. But, I mean, thing, I, I was going to bring up Ring of Honor in a second, but I was more talking about the new uh, tournament that's coming up, WWE Crown First United Kingdom Champion in January. So they're going to have a two-day tournament with, uh, 16, I believe, 16 wrestlers over a two-day period in uh, – the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool, England, which unfortunately neither me or Jay will be able to go. So uh, if anybody's there live who listens to the podcast, feel free to let us know how it was. But the big thing is, it's going to be interesting to see what this turns into. Uh, we've spoken over time how you with you know, planning for the wedding and school and everything else, you have a hard enough time watching 
you know, Raw, SmackDown, Lucha Underground, and if you get a free moment, you know, NXT. Now that there's going to be, you know, even more stuff, is, I guess the big point of this is, what, what's the end game with this? Is this just a tournament? Is this going to be more content for the, for the network? I mean, sh- as, a, as an American, should we care about this uh, United Kingdom Championship? I mean, what do you think here? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and I'm not going to claim to be an expert on on British wrestling. I'm not at all. Uh, But I know that there's a lot going on uh, out there, and the scene is really, really good. And there's a lot of talented guys out there. So it makes sense for WWE to do something like this. And it'll be really cool to see how how it works. It'll be cool to see some guys I've never seen before and that you've never seen before. And I'm very interested to see how that all works. Now, in, you know, in interviews Triple H has done, you know, they're like, so what, what is this going to be? And Triple H is kind of like, well, we're going to have to kind of see what it is as we move along. There is no, you know, formatted plan necessarily for this at this time. So, right. you know, that'll be interesting, too. And, like, what's Nigel McGuinness's role in this? Is he the commentator for the shows? Are they going to have a weekly show? Are they going to have a monthly show? Again, that's something Triple H says he's not sure about yet. But where do they go with this? They bring, you know, WWE main roster talents over there who have, you know, connections in Europe. Um, you know, I mean, Wade Barrett would have been nice. Maybe they bring him back. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure where they go with this, to be honest with you. But I think no matter where you are with this, I think it's awesome that they are extending out two different companies and trying to work with these different companies to, um, you know, to try to, you know, build a relationship with them, you know, build. And we talked about this a few months ago where supposedly WWE was going to air stuff from indie promotions and doesn't look like that's going to happen. But Triple H is really expanding WWE's reach and, um, you know, out there. So I think it's really fascinating to see what happens. What are your thoughts? I think it really is interesting on what they're doing here. And they're basically trying to go and, Funny way to say it is to try and take over the world when it comes to wrestling. And, you know, you wonder how, what the interest level is going to be of people in England. Are they going to care of that there's somebody who has a WWE title there, but, you know, you're not actually seeing all the WWE talent. It's just going to be your guys that you already know. I mean, it's a nice thing to have, but is this spelling the end for, you know, Progress Wrestling, Rev Pro? I mean, some yeah, of the other so good apparently, So apparently most of these guys over there that they're all free agents. So there's not guys necessarily with, like, long-term contracts like we have here in the States. Um, so they're all kind of independent. Literally, they're all independent contractors. They're all free agents. Um, and, you know, Triple H just talked about this, and I think if you talk to most of the guys over there, then they would feel this way. You know, their goal is to get to the WWE. They all want to be a part of the WWE. So, you know, now they're kind of, with the WWE through a certain different kind of system, but they're still part of the company. So I think, you know, to answer your question, whether they'd be excited, I think whoever wins that belt is going to be super excited. They're going to get exposure cord that they have never gotten before. And, um, you know, I, so I think for those guys, yeah, I think they're going to be super, super excited. Now, one issue you could have with this, right, is they made this announcement what is this, December 17th or something? Right. And the, this tournament is on January 15th or January 14th or 15th? Right. So, I mean, 
you know, they're not giving us much time in terms of anticipating what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. You know, the Cruiserweight Classic, we got a lot of time, you know, before this happened. So it's going to be kind of a, seems to be a little bit of a fly-by-night operation that they're doing. Um, and so, you know, I don't know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know necessarily how that's going to work. And I think that'll be very interesting to see what they do there. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think it, it'll be fascinating for sure. Um, some of the wrestlers I've heard of, over there are absolutely fantastic. And we'll see where, the, where this takes the WWE. I mean, you know what's interesting? And, I, and this was something that I had a similar thing when it came to the um, this Cruiserweight Classic, which turned out to be the product itself turned out to be great. I mean, the aftermath, what we, we'll deal with that later, hasn't exactly been perfect. But some of the best guys in the world aren't going to be in this. I mean, some are because they're with other companies. Some because of World of Sports, the revival show that's going to be happening, I think, in February. You know, which is going to have you know some of the like Rampage Brown, who I've 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 seen on the Fight Network, Joe Coff, who are some really good workers. But you know, you have Zack Saber Jr. is not in, not going to be in this. Uh, Marty Scroll, who's now in ROH, isn't going to be in this. Will Offspring, Tommy End, who just signed with the WWE, will be I guess premiering at NXT at some point. Big De- Demo, who uh, was a mainstay in. Uh, in the Irish, you know, companies, who's going to, looks like he's going to be the new member of Sanity, you know. But, you know, you have all these big guys aren't going to be part of this. And, you know, it's similar, like I was saying, to the cla- the classic where you don't have Kushida, you don't have Osprey, you don't have, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, you don't have Ricochet. So, I mean, you're putting a tournament together with all these, supposedly you want to put the best guys in there, but most of the best guys aren't <coughs> in this. So it, it kind of... I don't know if to say it waters it down, but it just it doesn't feel like as special to me because all the guys who I would want to see in this aren't going to be there. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong enough, of course. I don't know. Like, I don't know most of these guys. So to hear about new interesting guys, I think would be kind of cool. Um, so I understand what you're saying about that. But some of the guys you already mentioned are contracted by the WWE and we'll be seeing them at some point. Um, and to see new guys who we haven't seen before, I think will be interesting. And I also think guys who are in the UK wrestling will know these guys. You know what I'm saying? And other than some of the, the guys that you mentioned, I mean, how many of these other guys do you know? Now you could say, oh, well, that's because there's not, there's not big-name guys. But we don't know that. We don't know how big those guys are over there necessarily. We know the guys who have made an impact in the United States that we know. But maybe there's guys over there who are big-time stars who we don't know much about. Oh, sure. I mean, there's one or two guys that I, I know. I mean, Pete Dunn was in uh, the Battle of Los Angeles this year. Uh, he was known as the Bruiserweight, which is a pretty, you know, he's a cruiserweight who's got a more hardcore style. I've seen Wolfgang, who's pretty good. So, I mean, there's a couple of them I've seen, but I agree with you. It's going to be an interesting way to see new guys. But is this going to be like NXT where... For 30 seconds on Roar, you get a quick promo saying, coming up this week, and then unless you're in England, we're never going to see these guys? I mean, I think one of the big problems with, like, the, the Cruiserweight uh, Classic was if you don't have the network and then you see these guys on Roar, why should you care about them, you know? So, I mean, I think it's going to be very similar, the idea. If you have the British heavyweight champion, he shows up on Roar, people are going to be going, who the hell is this guy and why should we care about him, you know? 
Yeah, and I and I think, you know, listen, I, I don't think this is gonna be like the Cruiserweight classic. I don't think TJ Perkins is gonna be showing up on Raw with video game music and then no one gives a crap about him. You know what I mean? I think we're gonna see this slowly morph into whatever it's gonna morph into over time. And we all know once it becomes WWE eyes, you know, Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon, where it's gonna go. But right now, let's look forward to seeing what it what it becomes. Maybe it becomes a monthly show on the network, which I think would be awesome. It doesn't have to not to be does not need to be a weekly show, for my sanity's sake. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, if it became like a monthly show, I think it would be fantastic. I really do. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely, and like I said, there are some good guys out there. Trent Seven, who I think I've seen once. And I've heard really good things about is in this. I mean, it's not like it's just a bunch of guys that are all terrible that we're getting the dreads of society in this tournament. So, I mean, there are some guys who should be good. But like I said, I hope that this doesn't hurt other other groups like Progress and Rev Pro, ICW, who have a lot of these guys who work there. I mean, one of the things that I remember I read after this happened was that Trent, uh, Trent Seven... Pete Dunn and Tyler Bates, who are three of the bigger names of this, are supposed to be on the Progress Wrestling Show that Sunday of the tournament. So either all three of their three of the biggest names that are in this are all going to lose, or Progress just got you know just got screwed. So I mean, I know we don't watch Progress, but I know you don't watch it all, and I've seen some clips here and there. But you know that's got to stink for a company that's trying to become something. WWE just walks in and just says, "Screw you." Yeah, yeah, I. I... I don't disagree. I think that's an issue. Um, and I'm not, I don't even know why they're doing the tournament at this time. Like, why are they doing it right now? Why not build it up to February? I don't understand why they're doing it right now. Uh, but, you know, they are the WWE, so that they can do things like this, um, you know, right or, right or not right. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more, one of the articles that I was using in my research, uh, you can go to F4W Wrestling. There was an article by... Alan Boone from uh, December 15th, titled What You Need to Know About the WWE UK Tournament. There's a lot of interesting stuff there, and, you know, they always have a great website. We've spoken to Brian Fritz. I'm sorry, not Brian Fritz, Brian Alvarez, uh, who runs that site. And as you know, if you've heard that interview, he has a lot of great information. So check them out for a lot of the information on the following on this story. But uh, moving on, and we spoke about briefly before, ROH looks like they're going through another one of these phases where... When you're the number three company or number two, when contracts come up, people are going to want to go to the number one. And right now it looks like it's trainers that are leaving, BJ Whitmer, Nigel McGuinness, Steve Carino. There are rumors that Adam Cole, baby, could be out in April. There are rumors I've heard from different places that there, O'Reilly could be gone soon. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. It's, we've spoken in the past that they've had, you know, the young bucks have decided to stay on for another two years. Silas Young has decided to stay on. We're still waiting to find out what's going to happen with, you know, Jay Lethal and some others. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of months. I mean, there's rumors that Christopher Daniels is might win this decade of honor tournament. Mm-hmm. And this could be basically maybe the end for him. He's he's getting a lot closer to 40 to, than to, you know, 35. I think he might actually be older than 40 right now, so this might be coming to the end. Yeah, I think he's almost, I think he's in his mid-40s. Right, so I guess I was, spoke too fast on that one. Yeah, but I, think he's, I think he's closer to 50 than to 40. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying here. I mean, it's a time for rebuilding. It's going to be interesting 
where do they go? How much faith do they put in maybe in a Dalton Castle, you know? Yeah, I mean, Corey, you know, they really got to be careful because, uh, and Christopher Daniels is 46 years old. He'll be 47 in March. Um, I mean, he looks absolutely amazing for a guy his age. That's, it's incredible. But, um, yeah, Corey, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, they gave O'Reilly the championship, um, and I think he's earned it. I think he's, I mean, one of the better, best in-ring performers in the world. Um, I do think on a mic needs work. He did a nice job. Um, the, the TV show I just watched with him coming out with the belt. Um, but he needs a lot of work. So I don't know where that where that's going to be. He's not a, I don't know, an WWE type of guy, I think, right now. Now, I love O'Reilly. He's one of my favorite guys. You know, I think Adam Cole's ready-made. I, I think he's ready. I think he can go tomorrow. I think he can be on Raw tomorrow, and he and he'd get over. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we'll see what happens. But if they lose O'Reilly and Cole, two guys they've spent years and years developing and cultivating, you know, that's going to be a big blow. You know, because really, those are that's the future of Ring of Honor. Absolutely. I think they're both late twenties, um, so they they're still pretty young. They're very very good. They had a Tremendous main event, um, and but these guys also have to eventually go to the number one company. That's that's where they want to be. That's what they grew up watching, and eventually that's where they want to get to. And I I understand that too. Um, but hopefully Ring of Honor is able to maybe keep one of them, maybe not. But if not, you know they they're, they do have talent talented guys there. But this mass exodus from Ring of Honor, you know, Michael Elgin's no longer with them. Carino, Nigel McGuinness, who it looks like Ring of Honor supposedly is upset with for, for leaving, um, kind of in the way he did. It's Ring of Honor is definitely going to go through some transition, but the one thing we can say about them over the last, whatever, 10, 12, 13 years they've been around, they develop talent. They get guys in there. They develop talent. They make these guys better, and they survive so um i think they'll eventually figure out and be fine the one issue i see is i don't know that there's a lot of young stars that they have on the rise you know when owens was leaving you know kevin steen when he was there you saw adam cole you saw o'reilly you saw some of the guys they had there and i do worry you know you got the dalton castle the leo rush you know, Jay White is, you know, there through New Japan. Who's on loan, but of course, I, yeah. Who's on, yeah, he's on loan. But I don't know if they have that Adam Cole-like guy. I don't know if they have that guy. Um, maybe, you know, he just had, you know, maybe that Donovan Dijak uh, could be a guy. I think he's phenomenal. But they're going to have to figure it out and figure it out very, very soon. Absolutely. And another guy they, they just, you know, recently got rid of is uh, ACH. So, I mean... There's a lot of transition, and like you were just saying, I don't know how many star stars are left in that company. I mean, I like Adam Hangman Page. He's great for what he is, but he's not not a guy I would build a company around. I love Cole Cabana now that he's back, but you know what? I don't know if he's a guy you build the company around, and I think they're going to have to go and uh, maybe Raid Evolve before some of these guys decide to go to NXT. I don't know why Matt Riddle isn't in, or, you know, Matt Riddle, former MMA fighter, who's terrific isn't in you know ROH right now you know I mean there's there's certain guy like I like Leo Rush from what I've seen but I'm not sure if he's 
the guy yet. You know, I mean, it's Matt Seidel. Can you trust him after the stuff he pulled uh, in New Japan? I know he's back in there again now. And, and Matt Seidel's not, you know, he's not a young guy either. I mean, right? he's, what, you know, mid-30s, early mid-30s. So, I mean, Jay Leto was a champion. He was a great champion. But, you know, I mean, you know, where are they going with him? So they, they've really got to figure some things out. And I, I, I hope they have a plan for possibly losing these guys. But I think they if they have an exodus like, if they continue to have an exodus like we're seeing, I, I think Ring of Honor is really going to, it may have a tough time here over the next year or so. And we both, and the end point is, and we both love him a lot, but is Cody Rhodes or Cody, is he the answer if, uh, if all these guys leave? Is he, is he the guy that you're going to build a company around? You know, I, I don't know. And then the other issue is, how long is he going to be there for? You know what I mean? He's not he's not going to be Mr. Ring of Honor forever. We haven't even seen the guy in the company yet. So, I mean, that that's asking a lot. Do I think Cody has the capability and can do it? Absolutely. But I think it's asking a lot. And we have no idea how long the guy's even going to be there for. So, you know, uh, but as a stopgap, I could, I could definitely see it. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting see where that goes and we will like uh, like everything else we will look more into that as we go along as the year goes but um one of the things i wanted to get to from from raw this week which i think was was interesting one the idea that uh the new day was on four thousand segments of the show which wow they beat demolition's record great for them they had good performances that night but um we'll get to that in a second but I really like the the Mick Foley Sami Zayn segment. Yeah, so did I. I, thought it was I mean, awesome. I mean, we can get into you know right after that about supposedly Mick Foley either has been suspended or he's taking the next couple of weeks off to spend with the holidays with his family. We've heard you know there's been different stories going around there. He's supposed to be back on January second, but you know who knows. But hopefully, I th- he didn't say anything about Donald Trump because if he did, he, you know, <laughs> he might be goners. He might be gone. <laughs> um, but the idea of I really thought that was a good segment when it came to showing another part of Sammy's Sammy Zayn's personality and the idea that it's just we're not just going through the you know the, the motions on okay I'm going to be in a match I'm going to lose I'm going to come back I'm going to lose next week you showed that there was a little heart and fire I don't know how far they go with this if this is a push to make a maybe make a difference in the Royal Rumble possibly or you know doing something with it's just to help Braun Strowman. You know, just have a ten-minute match at the pay-per-view and have somebody carry them, and we'll see where that goes from there. But the big thing that came out of that was the idea that, kidding or not, apparently there could be trades. And the big—I mean, yeah, it was a funny line that we're going to trade you for Eva Marie, and he says, "I'm worth a hundred. I'm worth a thousand Eva Maries." Great. I thought that was funny. I thought it was good timing, everything. But it brought up the idea of, would you like to see maybe a trade or two? This this. Uh, this brand split, I don't know if it's been good, bad, or indifferent. I still think it's too early to decide how good or bad it's been. But when you heard the idea that, you know, maybe we get a trade, any guys you think might benefit from getting traded right now? You know, I, I think the club has been a little stale, uh, Anderson and Gallows. Um, but AJ's been so good on his own. I think if they left them alone for the most part and, and came around every now and then, maybe it'd be interesting. And I'm going to say this, and people are going to say I'm crazy. AJ really is not a Bullet Club guy. Like AJ is the phenomenal one. That's really who he is. And he did the Bullet Club thing, but that's not really who he is. Finn Balor is a Bullet Club. 
you know, Carl Anderson's the Bullet Club. Um, but that being said, I, I think they might be better off going to SmackDown. Um, because I, I don't, you know, but who knows now with the New Day getting the record, they'll probably lose the title like next week. So that might open things up for them. Um, you know, the guy that we just mentioned, Sami Zayn, I, I think, you know, would be a guy who could go over there and do and do well. Uh, Kalisto coming from SmackDown to Raw, getting in the, the Cruiserweight division. I think that's something that would be great for him. I also think it'd give the Cruiserweight division a kind of known commodity to the WWE audience. And so I, I think he'd be a very, very natural fit on Raw. So there's there's definitely a, a few guys who I'd, I'd like to see um, slotting over. You know, I, I think Ambrose is doing great on SmackDown. It'd be interesting if he came over to Raw and he did some stuff, more stuff with the Shield, but maybe they maybe they, maybe they wait on that for a little bit. Um, after this Triple H thing with Rollins, you know, maybe Rollins goes over to SmackDown. I think that'd be interesting. So I, I think there's a ton of guys who, who could go and they could slot in there and it would make some sense. I mean, a Rollins-Styles feud, oh, Oh my God, awesome! I I agree. I mean, some of the guys that pop up to me, I think that especially after uh, this main event, that I guess in two weeks on SmackDown, I think Dolph Ziggler should be going over the world. I think he's got nothing else to, unless you're going to go and rebrand his character. I just don't see what's the point of having him on SmackDown anymore. He's stale. He's had some really good matches, you know, with the Miz for the IC title. He had a good match with I was with Dolph, I think. When this first started, I just think he's stale and there's nothing else to do with him. I mean, I'd love to see, you know, Sami Zayn. I know these are the obvious guys. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, maybe Cesaro go over to SmackDown. Or, you know, maybe, you know, may, maybe you put the whole entire shield back together again and you put Dean Ambrose back on Raw. You know, I mean, I know by putting Ambrose back on Raw, you're basically even making Raw better, most likely. But... You know, maybe you could do some sort of deal with Ambrose and Ziggler for the club and maybe, you know, one or two other people or something, you know. But I think you need to freshen things up. I don't think the the roster split is dead by any stretch yet, but I just don't know if it did what it was supposed to do with, you know, with really boosting up what's going on with the product. Yeah, I mean, SmackDown's had some solid shows. I thought Raw was, was pretty good this week as well. Um, when I don't when I don't fast forward through most of it, it's it's a good show. Um, so the row was pretty solid this week. I thought the main event was really fun. So I think the shows have been okay lately. I think the one issue that they're gonna have, and they've had this even when all the you know the rosters together, is that there's gonna be lulls. There's gonna be big lulls in one show or the other for a time period, and so that's something they're gonna have to kind of combat. But you know, I think. I think both shows were pretty solid this week, actually. And in terms of that Zane, Zane McFoley segment, I thought it was really good. I love what they did with Zane, making him that vulnerable character, then making him fired up and saying he's not going to take it anymore and he's going to fight like hell. And, you know, I love seeing that fire out of Zane. And hopefully that shows that they still want to do something with him. You know, even if he doesn't beat Strongman. Now, if he gets killed by him again, I mean, who knows what the hell that means, but... I, I think they see Zayn as a viable guy, or, or at least I hope they do. Hey, from from your from your mouth to God's ears. In this case, you know, Vince McMahon. Um, let's get let's get into uh, the new day quickly. What what's your thoughts on them breaking the record and where we go from here? The big thing was we were waiting for this record to be broken so we can move on to something else. At um, the tr- 
the troop show that they did for uh, this past troop, week. Yeah. You had uh, Sheamus and Cesaro winning a four-way match to get the shot on Sunday. Do you think it's as early as Sunday that we, we get a titles off them, or do you think that we're starting to maybe turn? I think I brought this up to you a while back, but maybe we're turning into the next phase this with a little bit of a heel turn. We're being a little bit more tweeners like they were when they first started. Where do you, where do you see and where do you where do you want to see this go with the new day now? Do you want to just get the titles off them and start something new, or do you want to see them keep the titles and do something else? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think it'd be corny for them to win it for Sheamus and Cesaro to just win the titles on Sunday. Um, but I do see them losing the title within, you know, the next couple of weeks um, for sure. Freshen them up a little bit, give them some adversity, change things up. Uh, I don't think they'll ever break them up or anything. Oh, by the way, I did want to mention this real quick. So on Twitter, I don't know if you saw this, the picture of the New Day, Sasha, and Rich Swan all holding titles. Right. Uh, and they put hashtag Black Excellence, and people were mad, you know, about, you know, oh, they're making it a race thing. Well, if you've been watching the WWE for the last 50 years, the black <laughs> people haven't been made to look pretty good. <laughs> haven't been made to look awesome. So the fact that they, and the photo itself is really cool, too. So the fact that they have all these black champions in the company, it's a really, really cool thing. But uh, anyway, I, I do see them losing. I, I don't think the New Day are going to break up or anything like that. I think they'll stay baby faces. Um, but they kind of have a shtick going, and they're over. So it's going to be one of those things that they're probably going to run that that gimmick into the ground. Um, but they're going to have to have a new spin on it, I think, which I, I think those guys are smart enough to do. I really do. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens over the next couple of, uh, next couple of weeks. Agreed. And like I said, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think they're an interesting group. I think – They've overexposed them a little bit over too much over the last, you know, year or two. But you know what? They don't have a lot of guys who are truly over. So you you, you use what you have, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, let's let's get a little bit into this pay-per-view uh, or network special, whatever they're calling them nowadays, uh, tomorrow and Sunday. What's your uh, interest? We do this every, every show, so I know everybody knows what I'm going to say. But interest level, uh, mm-hmm. 1 to 10, before we actually get into this for this show on Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty low. I mean, it's pretty low. I'll give it a, uh, I don't know, uh, a four. You know, we've got the Rumble coming up. That's the show that really matters. Um, That show's in a couple of weeks. I don't, maybe Cesaro and Sheamus win the title. but I don't think I see any real big title changes. I don't think anything's really going to happen on the show of any real consequence. So... Yeah, I, I don't really have a high interest for this show. I agree. I, I think it's somewhere between a three and a four. I don't. I'm you know. I'm sure next week when we speak about this, we'll we'll say you know it was solid wrestling and this and that. But I don't think anything you know. Oh my God's gonna happen. I mean, could you see maybe a return of Finn Balor possibly to set something up maybe for the Rumble? Possibly you know maybe he can maybe show up or something. Besides that, I don't see any big surprises or anything. So. I think it's just a show that's in between the Rumble and, you know, whatever the last show before that. Yeah, and if there's a reason why people say they don't need to have two pay-per-views a month, this is it. I mean, Corey, who cares about this show? I mean, really. You know, this show's not important. With the Rumble right next to it, I mean, come on. (laughs) You know, so, um, you know, the the Sunday night game is the Cowboys in Tampa, which is an interesting game. 
So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be watching the wrestling for sure. I might be watching that on the small screen and watching the game on the big screen, though. I, I, I totally understand. So starting off on the pre-show, the match that neither one of us will ever see, uh, we've got Big Cass versus uh, Rusev. What, what's your feelings here? You think, uh, who, I guess I'll put it this way. Who needs this more, and who do you think is going to win? I don't see a winner. I see some type of screwy finish. Um, I could see them continuing some big cast Rusev feud um, and having that go on Raw for a couple of weeks leading up to the Rumble. Um, so I don't see a winner. I see some type of no contest, DQ, count out, some kind of bullshit finish, um, uh, to be honest with you. And I think they continue it. And the feud's, been, the, feud's been, the feud's been fine. I mean, it, it's been, it's been, you know, it's a mid-card feud on Raw. You know, it, it's not... Great. It's not awful. It's okay. And okay is sometimes fine. Well, I think the big thing that's come out of this is the idea that as much as they want to think Big Cass is over, which you saw on Monday, when Enzo isn't there with him, he's just another guy. Well, I, I don't know about that. I mean... The crowd weren't when, into when him. Enzo, when, Enzo got, when Enzo got hurt, uh, Big Cass was pretty over for those couple of weeks where he was a singles wrestler. So... You know, I don't know. I don't know about that. He had, a, you know, he had a lot of promo time. Um, you know, he did a really good job during the promo time. You know, in the ring, he's limited, but I, did, I thought he was okay. Um, they really gave him a spot there. I thought he did actually pretty well with it, and he was over with the crowd. So, I, I don't know if one week really gives you an indication on whether the guy's over. Or not. I don't think one week really gives you uh, such an indication. Is Enzo over more? I mean, yes, but uh, it doesn't mean that Big Cass is not over. I, I don't know if I agree with that one. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think that Rusev should win because I think that you need to be you need to build, you know, big heels again. And I think that if built the proper way, and I know you can say that about anybody, I think Rusev can be a challenger for the you know for the titles sooner than Cass right now. So I think that you should go with Rusev to give another guy who legitimately has a chance of winning the Rumble. And I think this is the first step to make it at least seem like he can win. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, next, we have the three-way match for the Cruiserweight title. Three guys that have tons of potential, but I don't know if anybody really this cares. Is this on the main show or the pre-show? The main uh, show. It's on the main show. Okay. We've got Rich Swan, the champion, going up against two former champions in Brian Kendrick and TJ Perkins. I think I think you need to keep the title on Rich Swan right now. I think he's getting over a little bit, but I don't. I don't. I think it's a step backwards if you put the title back on to Brian Kendrick. So, what's your thoughts? I agree. I, I think Swan's got to keep the title. I think this could be a match of the night candidate, um, and if they give it time, and I, I do see Swan retaining the title. Uh, what, what do you, what's your thoughts on the? We spoke about it a little bit before, but. Cesaro and Sheamus getting another shot at the New Day. New Day have, you know, broken the streak. I think there's a 50-50 chance that now that the streak is over and Demolition's out of the record books, I, I really do think that Sheamus and Cesaro could win the titles. And you know what? I think I'm going to go with a, a title switch here. Um, I'm going to say New Day retains, but I agree with you. It's, it's definitely a 50-50 proposition and could go either way. I just think maybe they wait until Raw. Maybe they wait a couple of weeks. Uh, and not do it, like, so, so soon. I mean, the New Day beat, like, five, four teams on, on Raw. Um, I, I think it kind of makes sense for them to hold on to the titles for a little bit longer. 
Uh, let's see. So we may disagree on one match so far. All right. Uh, we've got the uh, old school 10 minute time limit match with uh, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman or Strowman, but whatever the hell his name is, the, the strong man of the group. Um, I I think this is going to go to the 10 minute drawer. It's the symbolic victory for Zayn showing that he can go and go with the much larger uh, Braun and it, it doesn't, you don't have Braun lose, so he still seems like a viable option for a match down the line with a Roman Reigns or another big-name guy. So I, th- I think you go with uh, Braun, you know, no winner, basically, the 10-minute draw. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's a perfect way to make a strong man still look good and build up Zane. And the WWE, as we know right now, what do we always say, 50-50 booking. So... That is literally the perfect 50-50 booking to make both people look pretty strong while not making either one look weak. Let me ask you this, though, and I'm, I'm asking this slightly uh, jokingly, but do you think Zayn can carry Braun to a 10-minute match? Or do you think 10 minutes might be a little long for at this point for a Braun strongman match? No, I think he can go 10 minutes. He's a professional wrestler. Will it be a beautiful 10 minutes? Probably not, but it'll be 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, a, lot I, rest, I, a, lot, a lot of rest holds, a lot of bear hugs, a lot of headlocks, you know, but they'll, they'll figure it out. I, I hope you're right. I really do. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho in the, this is the first step to getting the title back. So Triple H will think I'm worthy enough to face him, apparently, with Seth Rollins. Uh, see, I don't know where to go with this match because I think both guys need a victory. I think if Jericho is going to maybe get that shot at, at, main, at Mania against Kevin Owens if he keeps the title. I think you need to get him, you know, a victory or two here. But at the same point, if you're building Seth Rollins to a match with Triple H, you kind of give him a little bit of momentum. So it almost feels like both guys should win and neither guy really has helped with a loss. So I don't disagree with you, but I think Jericho could fight for the title tomorrow and people would take him seriously. I think Rollins needs to beat Jericho more than Jericho needs a win. Jericho's 40-something years old. He's a six-time champion. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, he doesn't really need to beat anybody. So um, I think if he loses, it's not a big deal. Um, So because of it, you know, and I know the Owens thing, and that's kind of what they're leading to. But especially if Owens, like, costs him the win, you know, that'll kind of play into that. So um, I do see... Yeah, so I do see Rollins winning. Um, I don't know if it'll be, you know, a clean victory per se, but I do see Rollins winning, uh, winning the match. All right. And, uh, I'm going to let you choose what's, what's the true main event of this show. Whichever one you think is the true main event, we'll talk about last. I think, well, the true main event, I think is a woman's uh, match. I, I don't think it's really even close. All right. So, uh, let's talk about Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens for the universal title. Yeah. I... Maybe it's a bias on the idea. I just don't think it's been enough time for Roman Reigns to get to be the quote unquote man again. And I, I truly think Kevin Owens is doing as good of a job as possible with the story that's been told. I just, I can't. I mean, yeah, it's Roman Reigns, and you know, McMahon loves him from everything we, you know, you read and hear. But I just don't see them taking the title off of uh, of Owens at this point. I agree with you 1,000%. I think they haven't built up Reigns um, that much uh, to be a legitimate competitive, com, uh, legitimate challenger, sorry for the title, 
I don't see it happening. I, I don't see it happening. I, I'd be shocked if we won the title. Shocked. And speaking about this, do you think that this is all a ruse for the TV for the last couple of weeks? And when push comes to shove, Chris, Chris Jericho helps Owens keep the title. Do you see a clean Owens victory against the Golden Boy? I mean, where, where do you see this going on Sunday? I'd love it to see a clean Owens victory. And I know he's a heel. I know he's not supposed to win clean. I'd love it, love to see a clean win. But I could see them setting up a Owens versus Jericho match for the title at the Rumble. So, you know, probably not. You know, I, I'm not... I, I think Jericho will interfere and Owens will win the match. Mm-hmm. Or Jericho will get Owens disqualified. Something like that. Um, I, I think he'll I think he'll either, you know, I, I don't see it being a ruse. Um, it's possible, but I don't see that. I think this is something that's happening. They're, you know, not doing well. And I think this will continue to the Royal, Royal Rumble. And I guess the other part of that is, do you think Owens Jericho, because we all, we all believe that Owens Jericho is either happening at the Rumble or it's happening at Mania. I think that's, we, we all could agree with that. But do you think that this feud is big enough and has enough momentum that it could be it could be not for the title. So basically saying that Roman yeah, wins the oh title yeah. and you have this grudge match without you know, non title. I mean, God, Reigns winning the title again. Ugh. Um Yeah yes, I mean I, I could see I think it's big enough for sure. Um I don't think they'd go there, but I think it'd be big enough for sure. I mean, and I guess then the last thing on that is the big, the big thing outside of the room, you know, saying Finn Balor, from everything I've heard, is clear to wrestle. And on the uh, one of the things that came out early about this pay-per-view was, one was you were getting this match at Roadblock, and two, that Finn Balor is supposed to be returning. Do you think Finn Balor will be part of this, or do you think it's just something that the live crowd will see Finn Balor and he won't actually get involved with this show? I, I see it making more of an impact on Raw, but you know, it could it definitely a surprise that could happen. I think maybe they wait for Raw, maybe they wait for the Rumble. Like why haven't come out now? Okay, and uh which we both agree with, the main event for this show, WW Iron Man match. Uh the second time we have two women in a thirty minute Iron Man match. First time was one of the best matches of the year for men or women when we had Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Now we've got Sasha versus Charlotte. And the key thing that they're pulling, pushing on this one is that there's no, there's no rematch. So one way or another, at least for a day, this will be over. What's your thoughts? Is, do you think we've, well, first of all, do you think it's finally going to be over after tonight for a while? And two, where do you see this going? Does Charlotte finally lose on pay-per-view? Do we have a draw? You know, where do you yeah. see this going? Well, yes and yes. I think it ends after to, after tomorrow night, and I think Sasha wins the match, and Charlotte gets her first pay-per-view loss. Um, I think it makes sense. I think you have that natural storyline of Charlotte and Bailey uh, having a feud, and Nia Jackson, Sasha, which they've kind of teased for the last couple of weeks, uh, or the last couple of months, like intermittently with, with that. I think they, they've done a nice job of weaving those women in there and making them seem relevant. Um, I like that we don't see Nia out there every week. So uh, when she's out there, it's more of an impact. So um, she can hold her own. She's not bad. You know, she really isn't. So 
Yeah, I do see um, Sasha winning the match. I think it'll be a fantastic match. Um, you know, so yeah, I see Sasha winning. It ma- it makes it makes total logical sense. Doesn't mean it'll happen, but it makes total <laughs> logical sense. And sense isn't always the thing that we give them as a strong suit in, when it comes to WWE. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I, I think that we're going to have Charlotte win the title back and. Because I don't know if Charlotte versus Bailey right now means that much without the title. You know, I mean, uh, I, I yeah, I disagree. I think we can't have just Charlotte fighting everyone for the title. We we have to make the characters. You know, we we have to have a feud on Raw, Corey. That's not just for the title. We're seeing it with SmackDown, right? The, these women are having feuds because of whatever their issues with each other are, but it doesn't mean it's for the title. Um, you know, Bailey could say, hey, this is a stepping stone for me to be the champion or, or, you know, what have you. But I don't know if I agree with that. I think we need to have some feuds on Raw with the women that isn't just fighting for the title. I think the title should always be the main focus of every competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think, which I think, you know, you see on SmackDown, that's the underlying thing, that the title is the most important thing. But I think you have to have a feud with the women that's not just for the belt. Or else, what are we doing with the other women? Like, what are we doing with them? Nothing. So you think then, if, if that's the thinking, then you think that we're going to have most likely Bailey versus Sasha at WrestleMania for the title then? Oh, I am. Corey, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know if they do a, another three-way. I can see that. I mean, that's a long, that's a long, 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 long way away. Not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it is, you know, injuries. Things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. Um, so I don't know. It's I, it's absolutely possible. All right. Uh, so now that we spoke about this, I'm going to tell you I'm still at the same level. I mean, usually when we speak about these shows after we break them down, I'm like a little bit more pumped. But honestly, I'm if it's not a missable show, but I mean, I'm not sitting there going, this feels like a must watch show. No, it's not a must watch show. I think the Iron Man match will be fun. Um, I don't know if it'll be as good as the Bailey match, but again, you know, we're comparing, you know, whatever. But um, I, I don't think it'll be a great show because I don't think I I don't see a lot of title changes, and I don't see a lot happening on the show. And I mean, they haven't put a lot into it, not for nothing. Oh, Reigns won to beat him two weeks ago, so now he's fighting for the title. I mean, come on. So and that's okay. I mean, it's it's fine that they they're doing that. I think it's kind of one of those old school throwaway pay-per-views um, leading up to the Rumble. So it'll be fine. Uh, going back to something that we uh, didn't get just to speak about earlier. And truth be told, both of us are big fans of him. So I guess we might be a little biased. But uh, what do you think of Luke Harper finally getting a shot to be in a main event? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought it was great how they ended with him, you know, being the guy there at the end. I thought it was great. And hopefully... They continue to do it. And I'm going to say this, too. I really like what they're doing with the Wyatt family. It's weird. It kind of works. Um, they're just killing people. And I, I don't know. I've, and obviously, you know, we're saying it's setting up some type of Orton Bray match at Mania, which is likely. But I really have enjoyed what they're doing with them. I, I agree. And you know what? Uh, you know, the the more that we go on with this... I'm starting to think maybe it's not. I mean, I if uh, see, 
I'm not sure because I, I think they can go a couple of different ways here. I think you could have the Wyatts, the Wyatt family versus possibly the club with, you know, uh, Finn Balor and Gallows and Anderson maybe. You could have, if for some reason they don't want to go with Triple H versus Seth at Mania, instead do it at the Rumble. I can see the reforming of the Shield versus, you know, some combination of the Wyatts, you know. So, I mean, I could, I know that I'm doing a total 180 here. But I can honestly see this going a little bit longer and them having some sort of six-man match at Mania. Yeah, that'd be interesting. All right, just a, a, one quick thing. Uh, with Balor possibly coming back, and this is a question for you. You always throw them out to me. Sure. Do we see... Now, people may not really get Finn Balor and the Bullet Club. They may not understand that him and uh, Anderson were the ones who started it. But is there? But they did hint at... The, the club, you know, them being associated when uh, Balor first got there. Do we see some type of Finn Balor? Oh, my God. These Denver, I'm watching this uh, Denver and Knicks game. These Denver uh, uniforms are absolutely pitiful. Oh, God. The the, the jersey shirt thing, I, I don't get it. It is just terrible. Uh, anyway, um, I, I do we... Is it possible we see some type of reformation of the club with Finn Balor? Maybe setting up a Balor against AJ match at WrestleMania. Well, let, be... let's not go to the AJ. Let's not go to the AJ thing. But do we see maybe Balor turn heel and and join the club as their leader? Yes. Okay. I think so. Um, I think that's the. I think that's what you should do. I mean. I, think, I agree. I think now does it now does it hurt that none of them are really good talkers? Now AJ wasn't either, um, but AJ. I mean, and we're seeing it right. AJ's a star. I mean, he's a heel, and they're still chanting his name in the arena. Um, he's also the best professional wrestler on the planet, so it's you know a little bit of a different thing too. But um, I don't know. I, I if they do that, they're really gonna have to make it impactful. It can't just be. Some dopey, some dopey um, stable. Um, I think that once I think that I, at least from everything you hear, Triple H is a is a big advocate for Finn Balor. I think once Finn Balor is healthy, which apparently he is, I think the sky is the limit. And I think that you can go anywhere from him headlining Wrestle, well, being one of the top couple of matches at WrestleMania, to him being with the club and them having a big match there. So I mean. I do see them doing stuff in the in the very near future with the club and Balor. Yeah, all right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think this is a good point in the show to uh, let everybody know how they can follow me and the show on Twitter. Sure. We are uh, at Work Shoot Pod. Corey's at Paladin eight hundred eight. Um, we are on um, we're in, on Facebook. Just type in the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. You can find our page. Or find our group where we, you know, guys talk wrestling. Corey and I put stuff out, and you you can as well. Um, our website is www.blogtalkradio.com backslash podcast. And, of course, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher, type in the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. And iTunes, type in Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. And you will find us. Google the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast, and I guarantee you will find us. Thanks. Very cool. Uh, just a couple of quick last things here. One, this week's edition of TNA Impact, Total Nonstop Deletion, which was 
a cluster F of epic proportions. I mean, there was some very funny stuff. There's some very weird stuff. Hopefully next week, uh, Jay will get a chance to see some of it. So we'll actually maybe talk about it a little bit more in depth. But uh, the big thing was that it drew 329,000 viewers up from last week's 303,000. So it was a little bit of a bump. Uh, this Is that enough of a bump, 20,000 people? Uh, well, this week's impact ranked 105th on the cable top 150, an increase from last week's 131st spot. So, I mean, it did yeah. move up. I mean, sure. it's also going to be word of mouth. I mean, it's one of those things where the first one, it basically, it grew and grew. So, I mean, and then it helped, I guess, the, the ratings the following couple of weeks. I mean, the only, the bad thing is the next two weeks, there's not lo- there's not new shows. It's going to be, I believe, you know, best of stuff because this was the last new episode before the new year. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with Anthem and everything else, but it was good to see that at least there was a little bit of a bump, and we'll see how people will talk about this. I mean, the last one, you know, basically everyone in the wrestling industry, you know, at least cared about TNA for a couple of weeks again after this happened. So, I mean, we're hoping the same thing, I guess, happens here. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but, you know... Good for TNA having 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 a show there, having a good show, having a fun show. Um, you know, we'll see how, how they do. Also, um, you know, I don't know if you were going to bring this up. Check out Lucha Underground this week. I thought another uh, very fun, uh, kind of crazy episode with all the action that was going on. So I thought another fun episode from Lucha Underground. Uh, I agree. I mean, I don't think it's one of those episodes that we're going to remember down the line. I think it's another. It's one of those very very good wrestling shows, but I don't think it's. I mean, as much as I love the stuff they're doing right now with Cobra Moon, and I think it's they're finally letting her character develop a little bit, I just don't know if, you know, three months from now, are we going to remember that, you know, Angelico didn't win, you know, the battle, his Battle of the Bulls match, and Solomon Crow, or whatever his name is, what, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Crane, Jeremiah thank you, the, uh, the former Sammy Callahan, you know, did win, I mean... I mean, maybe if one of these guys, you know, wins the wins it and then beats, you know, the champion, that's the, the stepping stone. But, I mean, I don't see anybody taking the title off of uh, Johnny Mundo right, you know, Mundo right now. So, I mean. No, I, but, that, but you know what? What do we say, right? That doesn't mean anything in terms of just because you're not going to take the title. But are they making some of their other guys look a little more relevant? I think they are. I think it's good for the Mac. Uh, Jeremiah Crane, I think it's an interesting spot for him. And, um you know, it's, it's nice to have those guys in there. I think the guys they have in there are very interesting. TJ Black and Cage, and I think it's a very interesting mix of those four guys. And I think they they can that can make for a really fun fun match in a couple. I don't know if it's next week or when they're doing it, but I think that can make for a really fun match. True. Oh, and just want to make sure everybody remembers: uh, go to wrestlingradioawards.com to vote for uh, hopefully us for nominating for the. The show of the podcast or radio show of the year, and also when you're on there, you can vote for wrestler of the year, match of the year, broadcast show of the year, which I'm never sure what exactly that means, best new show of the year, uh, best interviews. So, you know, if you liked our interview with Will Pruitt or, you know, Brian Alvarez or one of our other interviews, you can, you know, say yes to that. And I mean, one that I don't know what relevance has, but they also have. Hottest babe of the year, so, you know, not all the awards, I guess, are 100%, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, definitely go to the WrestlingRadioAwards.com, and hopefully we can get nominated for a third year in a row. 
And uh, going with that, I think next week we'll talk a little bit about uh, our favorite, favorite matches of the year, who we think wrestler of the year is, possibly get a little bit more into uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11 now that we have a total card. But before we get out of here, what was your gut reaction and thoughts on uh, Juice Robinson being the guy, the former uh, CJ Parker, getting getting the big match to make uh, Cody Rhodes look good at Wrestle Kingdom 11? Yeah, I, you know, what do we say, right? A bigger opponent, you know, Juice Robinson, that's how he's going to appear. You know, I, I, I just don't think it's a big enough deal for him. But that's New Japan, right? I think they make guys earn it a little bit. They, I don't think they did that with Omega. Didn't he win the title his first night with the company? I don't know. Whatever. It, it, it's what it is. Um, uh, I don't love it, but... You know, uh, we have to, what do they say? Trust the process, I guess. And like I said, I think this is going to be another very good card. So, I mean, I think that in a couple of weeks when we get Wrestle Kingdom 11, we will be very happy in what we see. So, I mean, it will all come down to where everything, you know, comes out at the end of the day. But, uh, Jason, I thought we talked about a lot of good stuff this week. Um, anything that I might have forgotten that you want to get to before we uh, call it a day? I'm good. Oh, uh, last thing before I forget. And you don't have to get a comment. I just want to mention this out there. It's like another thing and then another last, thing. Last thing. I'm just, thing. I, I don't want to forget this. Uh, Go ahead. Chris Hero apparently may or may not have a contract with the WWE. Uh, Chris Hero, who might be the – I mean, yeah, he looks like he, he ate, you know, 47 donuts before he came to the ring. But he might be the best guy in all of the indies right now that isn't – signed to a major company, and he might be getting that second shot. He was the former Cassis Ono in NXT. Looks like he might be getting another shot at the PWG show today. He said, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I'm hoping this happens, but very similar thing happened with Willie Mack a couple of years ago where he thought he had a deal with WWE, and they pulled it off the table. So for those out there who are saying Chris Chris Hero has a deal with WWE, until it actually happens, you, you never know, but... Well, Hopefully yeah, he gets those, another I mean, shot. it's one of those things, right, where they they offered him the deal. He said yes. Then they have to do the medical stuff with, with um, the Mac, Willie Mac. Um, he had some heart issues, supposedly, and that's why he didn't go there. Um, I believe that's what he said. And so with, you know, Chris Hero, we'll see. I mean, I hope the man lost some weight because, I mean, you know, uh... I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a big guy, but... Um, you know, maybe he's keeping himself in better shape these days. And, uh, yeah, sure, it'd be great if he was in NXT and help those guys develop and, and, and get better. So, um, And I think that's what he'd be there for. I think I don't think he'd be there to be on Raw or SmackDown or anything like that. I think he'd be in NXT to make help get the young guys better and be a, a staple in, in NXT, which I think it would be okay. I totally agree. And, uh, well, I guess that's about everything. Thank you. Jason, for joining us again this week, and uh, hopefully this week was the last time we saw some Ocho on NXT. Let's get him on the main roster. But, uh, Jay, final word, word is yours, like every week. I think we're done here. See ya.